easily satisfied? I'm gonna be honest, I'm not. And people will tell me that. I'm always striving. I'm always going for the next thing. Even when it comes to food at home, I'm like, ah, uh, it's good, but you know. You can see all the individual grains. There's not enough butter in there, it needs more stuff. I'm like that kind of person. I know, annoying. I am extremely annoying, I get that. And I'm working on that. But what the Bible's teaching me here is that I need to change my attitude about happiness and understand that I can't be happy until I'm satisfied. And I know a lot of people, I have friends who they do a good job of this. They're just satisfied people. And you know what I've noticed about them? They're satisfied and as a result, they're calm. They're more calm than me. They're more easygoing because they're satisfied with what they have. And there are a lot of things that go into us being dissatisfied, but what we wanna focus on here is true happiness and satisfaction. Let's take a look at Psalm 63, verse one. You, God, are my God, earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you, my whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Look at this verse three. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied, as with the richest foods of foods, with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. Look at those last three verses. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied, as with the richest of foods, with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. You know, I had a couple of friends tell me how to be happy at home, how to build a, a, a family as I was a, a young dad. And one of the things they said to me was, you need to make home your sanctuary. And when you go home, that's your place of peace. And I turned that into, that's my place of satisfaction. And what I've noticed is fathers that I know who do the best, they are satisfied with their family their marriage and their kids. And they gain a lot of strength from that. And the reason they do is because that's love. Experiencing love is not because we achieve a goal or we attain to a particular position. Or we make a certain amount of money. But achieving happiness, if you wanna put it that way, reaching happiness, finding happiness, is actually finding love. And that's what this says. The Psalmist, I believe it's David says, because your love is better than life. Have you experienced that before? I experienced that in marriage and I've experienced that at home with our family. Being loved and loving, that's the ultimate. And there are a lot of people who have a lot of things, but they don't have the certainty that they're loved. And because they don't have the certainty that they're loved, they keep striving, they keep pushing, they keep trying to find something to do or something to be. They, they don't know what to do with themselves. They're restless, they're anxious, all because they don't feel loved. You know, the Bible is very full of this. And so what we understand is, the satisfaction of true happiness is love. The result of finding happiness is you are feeling God's love and you're feeling the love of those around you that share in God's love. And what I identify from the scriptures is five sources of happiness that help us continually be satisfied. It's kind of based on the idea of what God says about what really works when it comes to happiness. Number one, where we're gonna find that satisfaction, just like we just read, is in God's love. The fact that God loves us, God cares about us, God believes in us, and God has a vision for us. Wow. That God's gonna stick with us. Whether we're sick, 
or we're healthy, whether we're employed, unemployed, whether we're in the middle of a breakup or we're in the middle of beginning a romance, whether we are able to be considered successful or whether people are looking at us and saying, you're a total failure. God loves us the same and he's gonna bring us on home. Psalm 43 verse four in the good news says, then I will go to your altar, O God, you are the source of my happiness. I will play my harp and sing praise to you, O God, my God. Next thing is scripture, reading the Bible. A lot of people, you know, I was this way. We, I read the Bible as rules or a manual of how to live life, but that's not what you should be doing. Look at Psalm 119, 47 to 48 in the contemporary English version. I love your commands. That's an exclamation mark. When's the last time you read your Bible and you went, I love this, you know? Sometimes when I'm reading those list of sins, I don't love it. But he says, I love your commands. They bring me happiness. When when I find direction, when I get vision, when I get faith from the Bible, when I see God loves me enough to give up his son, that brings me happiness. I love and respect them and will keep them in mind. He had the Bible, the scriptures in his head. He knew them well enough that when he was faced like Jesus was in Luke 4 with temptation, he called up the Bible and those commands brought him joy. Number three is prayer. John 17, 13 in the easy reading version. But I pray these things, this is Jesus praying, but I pray these things while I am still in the world. I say all this so that these followers can have the true happiness that I have. I want them to be completely happy. Boy, isn't that encouraging? Jesus prays for them to be happy. We need to pray for our own happiness and we need to pray for those we love and ask God to give them happiness. He wants us to be completely, I want you to think about that for a minute. Have you felt bitter recently? You know, bitter discontent, bitter jealousy, maybe holding a grudge. God wants us to let it go. Forgive, why? He wants us to be completely happy and we're never gonna be happy when we have a grudge towards somebody. We're never gonna be happy when we're bitterly discontent about our life. We're never gonna be happy when we're bitterly jealous, looking at someone else and saying, why can't I have what they have? Instead of settling on in and saying, God wants me to be completely happy. Let me let him make me happy. Number four, forgiveness. I think we can under, underestimate how important this is. Now, what's amazing is Jesus died on a cross so we'd be forgiven of sins. And he was raised from the dead to show the power of the light over the darkness. And when he was dying on the cross, it's famous. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. For those of us who say, well, you need to be able to talk to people who sin against you so you can forgive them. Well, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus just forgave them. And he said, I'm gonna forgive them because they don't realize the negative impact they're actually having. I think it's important to look at as a principle of forgiveness. Is it always achievable? No, because we can't get there. But we need to try to get there because forgiveness is how we let go of our baggage and can move on into happiness. Psalm 32, one, look at this. What happiness for those whose guilt has been forgiven? Yes, when our guilt's forgiven, we need to be willing to forgive others. We can't be happy without forgiveness and other people can't be happy unless we forgive them. And what we should be striving for is not just our happiness, but the happiness of everybody around us. What happiness for those whose guilt has been forgiven? What joys when sins are covered over? What relief for those who have confessed their sins and God has cleared their record? Let me tell you what, when you read that, you know one thing, that's the living Bible. When you read that, you know one thing, there is power in forgiveness. And I think maybe I'll say about myself, I've underestimated the power of forgiveness in producing happiness. And finally, Psalm 30 verse 11 in the New Century Version, you changed my sorrow into dancing. You took away my clothes of sadness and clothed me in happiness. You know, one of the things that I love about the Bible is it finds you at the right time and gives you the right verse. And I was going through a really hard time 
a lot of different times. <laughs> and I went through this verse. And you know what it did? It gave me hope that no matter how down I am, no matter how hard things are, God can change my sorrow into dancing. And having the faith to believe that God can do that will indeed make us happy. <laughs>